This is the Monday, October 11th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Another Monday with Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks in a crazy Sunday uh, in uh, the NFL, a crazy Saturday in the college ranks. Of course, we have MLB postseason, a nice full slate today, so we'll dive into all that. Of course, we start, though, with Monday Night Football, a matchup of the Ravens and the Colts. Baltimore laying seven at home behind Lamar Jackson. Total of 46, Anita of course, we start with a side or total play. If you have one, what you got? Yeah, I'm playing the Ravens minus six and a half. Uh, and you can get that at minus 130. I'm also going to use them. You know me. I like to use the Monday mm-hmm. night and the Thursday night games <laughs> as a two-team teaser, um, if it makes sense. And here it does to tease them down uh, to, uh, to to minus one. And I'm going to pair that up with the Rams and teasing the Rams down to minus four and a half, going up against the Giants, who they lost their entire team yesterday, Tyler. I mean, you know, Danny Dimes concussion, Saquon Barkley with the ankle, uh, Galladay with the knee. You still have Shepard and Slayton dealing with hamstring injuries. So, uh, you know, this, it's, it's going to be tough for the Giants to beat that Rams team, even though they're, they're traveling cross country. But in regards to the Ravens, Colts are playing their third straight road game. The Ravens, um, you know, I, I know they started the season uh, with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but, uh, you know, they're, they're still a solid defense. You've got a, a Colts offensive line that's dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, Carson Wentz still dealing with the ankle issues. And um, I just I, I think all the li- all the stars align properly for the Baltimore Ravens to win it. I just um, you know, you, you just you, you just never know. It's a Monday night game. Uh, it is Carson Wentz. The Colts aren't that bad. So I think buying uh, buying it down to minus six and a half really is the play here. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'll i just go ahead and lay the seven. Uh, I understand buying it down just to make sure you get that win, even if the price is a little more heavy if your initial investment. Uh, Ravens are three and one this season, despite dealing with the myriad injuries and adversity all over the roster. It seems rather remarkable um, that they've done so. And I think that's a credit to Lamar Jackson, who has raised his level of play. I mean, uh, imagine what his numbers would be if uh, Marquise Brown hadn't dropped all those balls against the Detroit Lions. Um, You know, and (laughs) thankfully Justin Tucker kind of bailed the team out, but uh, they are really just, you know, a a, a very tight, close, fluky loss away from the, uh, to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, pardon me, on opening night from being undefeated, from being a 4-0 team. And they're doing that with all these injuries they've had to deal with. Now they're starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, Rashad Bateman, their first round rookie pick out of Minnesota, might make his debut. As you mentioned, the Colts will be without um, Quentin Nelson, the best player on their team, uh, starting right tackle Braden Smith as well. That's bad for Carson Wentz, who is probably not 100% with those ankle injuries and has also just not been that efficient or effective um, playing and play out for this Colts offense. Um, Jonathan Taylor, maybe their best offensive weapon, of course, gets hurt by the fact that a couple of offensive linemen are going to be out. So uh, even though it's a lot to lay, I think the Ravens at home can do this uh, against a uh, Colts team that seems uh, to be kind of teetering on the brink. You mentioned it's their third straight road game. Uh, So I just don't like them really in any any game script that I develop here besides a a super negative one where they're trying to play catch up uh, deep into this game. So if you're worried about the back door, I understand that. Maybe you feel more comfortable uh, laying the first half wood with the Ravens, but I think they are the better team and they will kind of uh, uh, prove that um, very quickly and very often in this game. I'd also consider the team total for Indy under 19 and a half. 
Um, again, maybe they, they, they can get over that with a, a late fourth quarter score, but I think the Ravens uh, defense holds that offense in check with the issues they're dealing with as far as health. Now we turn to the uh, main entree, the player props. Um, what do you mm-hmm. got for me as far as player props for this matchup, Anita? Yeah, I think folks need to understand uh, that how significant this game is for the Baltimore Ravens. We we heard all the uh, the issues that Vic Fangio had with the Ravens last week uh, in regard to them uh, rushing for over 100 yards. Uh, this game can set an NFL mark if the Ravens surpass 100 yards rushing for their 44th straight game. So that that's what was so significant about last week. And I think that's what's going to be so significant about tonight's game. So one of my favorite prop bets is Lamar Jackson over 10 and a half rushing attempts. And you get that at minus 105. Uh, so far on the season, 43 carries, 281 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, and and out of all the seasons, right? Like, don't you feel like each and every season, Tyler, we hear like, oh, we're going to pull it back. Lamar's not going to run as much. This is the most he's ever had through the first four weeks of any season of his career, even the one that where he won the MVP. So I've got over 10 and a half rushing attempts for Lamar Jackson. Has to be probably my favorite prop bet. Um, also, he's he's averaging 30 passing attempts a game because they have wanted to improve his passing game, and they have. So I like over 26 and a half, 26 and a half passing attempts as well, over 18 and a half passing completions. A lot, as long as he doesn't throw it to Hollywood Brown, of course, uh, which uh, which uh, leads me to keep an eye on the active or inactive notification with Rashad Bateman, their first round wide receiver draft pick. Uh, I've heard amazing things about him out of camp before he got injured. And I heard that the last few weeks he's been ramping it up. He's been looking good at at at, at practice. Unfortunately, he was inactive last week. He might come off the IR tonight. And if he does, sneaky good play for him to score a touchdown at four to one. Um, I also like Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown and the Baltimore Ravens to win at plus 150 because I do believe he's going to run the ball a lot. And uh, last but not least, and these are just my Baltimore Raven prop bets, uh, Latavius Murray now has uh, the cream has risen to the top for sure. And he is their featured back now. Um, He has surpassed Ty Williams. So uh, Murray to score a touchdown and the Ravens win at plus 190. Also Murray over 51 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. Colts better rushing defense than they are passing defense. But I still think because of how significant this game is to this organization, I do believe they're going to put a lot of emphasis on running the football tonight. Yeah, I uh, definitely think that they're going to assert their will uh, uh, in this game. And so them racking up rushing yards, I am in line with. I I like the uh, Lamar Jackson over pass attempts, 26 and a half at minus 120. Um, I I think that's a little bit low. Projections probably closer to 29 or 30 attempts given game script and the uh, defense they're going up against. Um, Getting Rashad Bateman potentially back and uh, having – you know, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews and Sammy Watkins starting to kind of find their rhythm with um, Lamar Jackson um, may entice uh, the um, the uh, offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, to uh, dip into that bag and get some work, so to speak, in this matchup. Uh, my other favorite player prop on the Colts side is another one I think you're on as well. Michael Pittman over four and a half receptions. That's plus money at plus 105. 
Pittman is leading this team by far in targets, uh, 36 in four games. That's an average of nine per game. That's a nice, healthy number of looks from Carson Wentz as he's really their only um, legitimate receiver on the perimeter. And he's a big play waiting to happen. If he can get that uh, uh, football, he, he leads the team in target share, 26.5%, air yard share, 40%. I mean, really the only guy that Carson Wentz is looking at each and every game. So with averaging nine attempts, just need him to ca- catch five of those if he gets that same number in this matchup, which I am projecting he will be able to because of the negative game script. I'm expecting the Colts to operate in playing catch up as a touchdown favorite, needing to throw um, early and often potentially, especially if Baltimore gets out to a big lead. So I like Pittman uh, going over that. And I like Lamar building that big lead uh, by being efficient uh, with his passing and going over 26 and a half passing attempts. Any other action for Monday Night Football before we move to Major League Baseball? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm with you. That, that's, you know, I have two Indianapolis Colts prop bets. One is that uh, Pittman over four and a half. And like you said, it plus money. I, I think this is a steal here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has six catches in each of his last uh, three games, and he's averaging 10 targets. And I'm excited. Pittman was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of the draft. So I'm really happy about that. And last but not least, Carson Wentz over nine and a half rushing yards. Um I believe, you know, his offensive line, he's got a lot of injuries there. And I think he's going to be running for his life tonight. <laughs> so for me, nine and a half. And Carson Wentz is sneaky athletic. I don't think people realize, you know, just how athletic he is. So I like over nine and a half rushing yards. I also have him. I'm sorry. I have three prop bets. So Pittman over receptions, Wentz over rushing yards, and also Wentz throwing an interception tonight. You know, he's he's just one of those guys. He just, you know, he doesn't know when to quit. He tries to make a uh, chicken salad out of, you know what, and he always, <laughs> ends, and he always ends up turning the ball over. So give me an interception at minus one Oh five. All right. Let's get to major league baseball now, since Monday night football is taken care of. And we have uh, games all day in big league baseball. First pitch in Milwaukee and Atlanta is one o'clock PM on the East coast, 10 AM on the uh, West coast. Then you have Houston, Chicago, uh, Tampa, Boston, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Any of those games stick out to you as ones you would like to play? Yeah, the one that I, I really like is is, is San Francisco. Um, you know, and, and the value here for them to win at plus one eighty three uh, on the money line, I, I think, is pretty significant. You know, um, and, and looking at some of the trends here, thirteen times after a loss, the Giants have uh, given the ball to Alex Wood. And they've gone 12 and one. Okay. Mm. And, and as we mm-hmm. know, he's really confident in the spot and he's really confident at this ballpark. Uh, San Francisco, they've been good as an underdog as well, especially against the Dodgers. And the Giants are averaging five runs per game, uh, which has them sitting at sixth in the in Major League Baseball. So I think the Giants to win on the money line, even though it's, it's Scherzer, I know, I know. But plus 185, plus 183, I, I, I think there's good value there. And last but not least, probably my favorite bet is Wood over five, four and a half strikeouts. And that's at plus money. That's at plus 100 in three games against the dollar Dodgers this season. Uh, he's had uh, over seven strikeouts in wow. each game. So over four and a half at plus 100 to me, that's probably my favorite bet all day. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm lockstep with you as far as that game is concerned. I just think the price indicates that you have to take the Giants. Of course, the Dodgers are dangerous and maybe the best team in baseball. And Max Scherzer may be one of the best pitchers in baseball. But the price is way out of line with reality because the Giants are a really, really good team. 
you know, at, at plus 183, that's an implied win probability of 35%. And I think it's closer to a, you know, 45, 55, if it even is an advantage for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So just a, a mispriced matchup, given what the Giants have done this season. Um, even if it is Scherzer, I just think you're, regardless of the outcome, the process dictates that you have to take the Giants here, um, uh, given the pricing that, that you're getting in the market. So I'm definitely with you there, uh, taking the Giants on the money line. I also like a pitching prop, and that's Max Scherzer under seven and a half strikeouts because the Giants don't strike out a lot. I think they had the eighth lowest K rate against right-handed pitching. And we know Dave Roberts um, and what is not a do or die game, but the series tied one apiece, even with Max Scherzer, Roberts is going to have a shorter leash and he will go to that dominant bullpen if he needs to. Uh, and so that kind of limits the ceiling for innings and pitches that Scherzer can throw. So of course he's one of the best strikeout artists in the game, but not a great matchup. And I have a feeling that it's since it's a one, one game, Scherzer's leash is going to be a little bit shorter and he'll dip into that bullpen if necessary against the giants at the first sign of any trouble. So you like wood over case. I like Scherzer under case. We're both on the giants there, uh, Tampa and Boston. Um, I like the over in this game, nine and a half. The Rays, they, they can crush right-handed or left-handed pitching, pardon me. And Eduardo Rodriguez is starting for the Red Sox, who um, he can have some good outings, but he can also have some blow-up outings. And the Rays are a good offense against left-handed pitching, especially after acquiring Nelly Cruz, having Randy Rosarena in there. Colin McHugh getting the, uh, the open for the Rays, but they'll have to uh, dig deep into their rotation and bullpen for this one. Just both teams are, are mashing right now, game at Fenway Park, so... I think that game's an over as well. Milwaukee and Atlanta likely already starting by the time this is released. Um, if it hasn't, and if you uh, can sneak it in, uh, I just like the under in every game, under eight in that uh, in that game. I just think every game in this series is going to go under. I had Milwaukee winning it, and they're built on the strength of starting pitching in their bullpen, uh, so they keep Atlanta's offense suppressed. And their offense is not really that great, so Atlanta, like Max Fried did, um, can shut them down from time to time. So I think pretty much every game in that series, no matter who wins is going to be a, you know, three, two, you know, three, one, four, two type of game. And the total at eight just sits a little high for me. Uh, White Sox Astros, uh, no real strong conviction here, but Carlos Rodon is really good at home and he's uh, the starting lefty for the uh, White Sox. I might consider the first five run line laying the half run with the White Sox, but um, it's not plus price. It's minus 115 or minus 105, I believe. So I don't love that price, but I do think the White Sox turn a good spot here to at least try and tie it up with Rodon on the bump, at least for the first five innings though the Astros are a plucky team. So you never want to count them out. So that's where we stand with major league baseball. Another Monday show on the books again, maybe slightly more than 10 minutes, but sorry, Anita and I like to chat. Okay. So you just have to put up with it. Please do us a favor and don't forget to rate review and subscribe. If you've been enjoying the show, it helps us out tremendously. We look forward to talking with you Tuesday on the daily wager podcast. 